When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inside Purple and Gold. We're kind of taking you through the, the wild card scenarios, who scares you from a team perspective. But Tom mentioned towards the end of segment two, like from a player perspective, Jair Alexander is a really good cornerback. And Jair Alexander is someone who at least could bother Justin Jefferson theoretically if they're allowed the shadow. Now, when you think about Green Bay, you think about Aaron Rodgers, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. He's the guy who, if he just gets hot, has a game, can take over. And and he hasn't done that this year, but I don't think it's something where they can come into this weekend thinking like Aaron Rodgers can't just win the game by himself because Mm -hmm. he's still capable. He still has that within him. I kind of feel like Rodgers, as I do about Brady, Regardless of how bad the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have looked this year, I would want no part of them in the playoffs just because Mm -hmm. Tom Brady has that aura about him. I think Aaron Rodgers has that as well. But beyond that, um, I think Jair Alexander is a good person to kind of pinpoint as who could kind of wreck the game from a Vikings perspective. Um, Jair Alexander, top tier corner in the league. His play says it, his money says it. He's not going to be able to contain Justin Jefferson because as we talked about, no one can singularly, mm-hmm. uh, but he is someone who I think could screw up what the Vikings want to do on Sunday afternoon in, in, in Lambeau. Uh, anyone else on the defensive side of the ball? Um, because I have also have someone on the offensive yeah. side that I think is going to make a huge impact. Yeah. And so again, this is just from reading stuff on our site, Devondre Campbell, yeah. old gopher, um, old gopher, uh, and that was a weird pick of him and uh, Rasul Douglas were like to, as much as like they're a weird organization, like Gutekunst is very much of the, I'm a scout guy. And like, he doesn't care about like value in the draft or what he just like, will go grab guys. And it hurt him with Darnell Savage. But like, in terms of these are free agents and I think, you know, maybe a trader picking a guy up from a practice squad, but like he did nail those. I think Douglas is a little down this year, but Campbell, um, who people in Minnesota will be familiar with. Um, Kenny Clark has always been pretty good, and it's always yeah. been like, could they get him help? Um, Jaron Reed, who I'm trying to remember who he was with before, I think it was Seattle and then Seattle. Kansas City. He struggled in Kansas City, and like they really like him and, and see him being disruptive, and that's bad news. Kenny Clark can screw with Kirk Cousins. Jaron Reed might be able to, too. So, um so yeah, I mean, you're looking at looking at that, and that's the thing is like the defense was supposed to be really, really good. So, unsurprisingly, there's a handful of these guys. Um, you know, I think the thing that's hurt them the most is a safety play. Like, I feel like even going back to last year it was Amos and Savage, so Darnell Savage. Um, 
would be disruptive when the, the Vikings were playing them. And it turns out those guys have regressed. Rudy Ford is kind of a sneaky, like a safety um, who, who these Packer nuts who write for a website love and, and claim that he could do something. So if you hear his name, I mean, that's a guy who's, who's a depth mm-hmm. guy who's kind of showing out, but yeah, it's unsurprisingly they have talent on the defense. Again, I think this is more, Joe Barry's had a tough season. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's kind of more the coordinator. And, and obviously Vikings fans can identify with knowing a handful of people on the defense mm-hmm. and being a little upset with the coordinator. So, um, so yeah, you know, I think there's a handful of these guys who are disruptive on the defense plan there. You list those names and, like, you're right. Like, we looked at this Packers team at the beginning of the season. And I think what you said earlier in, in the show is, is a good point. Like, you should look at the Packers – as the team that you were preparing for in week one, more mm-hmm. than you should look at the Packers as a seven, eight football team scrapping to make the playoffs, like throw everything, you know, out the window, like the Packers have talented players on both the offense and defensive side of the ball, as you just proved by listing, you know, Kenny Clark third, like, you know, Kenny Clark is a guy who's you know dominated the Vikings at times throughout his career. And, and we mentioned his name after Jair Alexander and Devondre Campbell, who's been really, really good for them. So you're right. They, they have a lot of talent on, on the defensive side of the ball. Again, to your other point about Joe Barry, it, it might not what matter how much talent they have if they're not being maximized um, yeah. this weekend. I think that's just something that fundamentally will need to change this offseason. Um, but it, the talent is there. The talent is there, and, and sometimes individual players can make plays um, that change the course of a football game. I mean, the Packers certainly have those players on on defense. Um, worth noting, Preston Smith still there, and Devontae Wyatt's a rookie um, who mm-hmm. drafted over age. They're not like super happy with him, but there's guys there. You know what I mean? Like they have guys. I guess is the point. This is an anonymous defense, even if they acted like it sometimes. On offense, though, the guy who scares me the most is Christian Watson, and mm-hmm. I know he didn't mm-hmm. practice this week. But, like, Christian Watson should have scored a 75-yard touchdown on the first play of the year. He burned Patrick Peterson. That was back when I thought Patrick Peterson wasn't very good anymore, and he's completely wrong. Like, he's He's still a very good player, Um, and and he's extended his career, as we talked about. Um, In the postgame show on Christmas Eve, um, Patrick Peterson's been great. But on the first play from scrimmage of of this year, back in week one, Christian Watson just ran a nine route right behind Patrick Peterson, got Mm -hmm. 20 yards behind him and dropped the ball. Um, He's bounced back very, very, very well since then. I think he's re-earned the trust of Aaron Rodgers, and he's proven Mm -hmm. that he can be kind of a big play threat if you get the ball in his hands. The Vikings have gotten beat over the top a handful of times this year. I know that Ed Donatel defense is rooted in high to low, nobody over the top. If someone can take the top out of this over the the top off of this defense, it's Christian Watson. Watson's scary. I mean, it also doesn't help that the Vikings could have drafted him. That he was him an MBSU correct. guy. I mean, yes. You know, you can go go that whole route. But yeah, I mean, it's it's you look at kind of the three guys they have, right? Watson, Lazard, who people are going to be pretty familiar with, and it's kind of settled into the role that he was in last year. I think he was mm-hmm. overextended as anything more than that. And then Romeo Dobbs, who like for a guy who's a fourth round pick, I think, I don't know, Nevada, like there were high hopes coming out of the the camp. So this goes back to, again, like Watson wisely has not been defined or he's not defined himself by a mistake he made in the first game. Um, Dobbs had an injury and he's back. So, you know, this, 
yeah, this is why we're talking about the receiving core being scary. There's three legit guys there. Um, no Devontae Adams and no one quite like him, but a guy who can take the top off the defense and Dobbs, who's, I think, more meticulous in terms of outrunning and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's a little like the defense where when you actually look at the depth chart, you go, oh, I can see why Vegas might be kind of pumped about this team right now. Right. And if you remember the other receiver within the division that the Vikings just handed over, to, mm-hmm. to another intra, intra-division team, Jamison Williams. Yeah. He got behind the defense. Granted, Harrison Smith did not play in that game, yeah. but he got behind the defense a few weeks ago, scored a long touchdown. Seems only fitting that, that Christian Watson's going to do the same at some point, considering the Vikings, like you said, could have drafted him, traded the pick to Green Bay, Green Bay picks him, and now the Vikings have to deal with him for the next decade or so. So yeah. he's yeah. a guy that scares me. And then obviously you have Aaron Jones and, and, and A.J. Dillon. A.J. Mm-hmm. Dillon, who's been really disappointing to this point but has really mm-hmm. started to kind of round into form over the last month um, i think people expected a lot more out of that guy hasn't been i guess from a fantasy football perspective that's where a lot of people saw his value this year like yeah he hasn't performed to that he's still a good running back that you're gonna have to deal with and the change of pace between aaron jones who can kind of carve you up and catch the ball out of yeah. the backfield and then just the monster that's aj Dillon, quadzilla quadzilla that's gonna be yeah kind of a nightmare for the Vikings to deal with. So when you hear it out loud, like when you you're listening to this podcast and you hear like all the players green Bay has and on offense and all the players green Bay has on defense, like it, it does make sense that they're favored at home yeah. regardless of record, because as they've proven over the last three weeks, like they're still a good team. They beat the teams they need to beat. Um, now they need to beat the Vikings on new year's day. I mean, I, I, I don't know which way I'm going to pick yet, but like, they're right there with, with the Vikings, and that's yeah. why they scare us. No, and I think – I mean, obviously, as you get closer, it's easier to pick because you know who's playing or whatever. But right. I, the way I see it, I think it's honestly going to either feel like the Detroit game. Like, you could see a 35-27, which would be weird. It'd be weird if the Vikings – so the Vikings' only game they've won by multiple scores is that first game against Green Bay. Right. And the way I saw it, it's like Watson brings that in. That's a touchdown. If they weirdly LeFleur took the ball out of Rogers' hands on fourth and one again, fourth that's like one. yeah, then that's kind of when the Vikings like established this like bend don't break, doesn't matter how many yards we give up, we got art, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. But like that game felt actually a little bit like a one score game. To be fair, I mean it was a stomping in Philadelphia, but you're like, man, if if you got what Kirk is now, like that felt like that should have been closer. You know what I mean? So it shouldn't be that out of the realm of the possibility that like they could potentially lose a one score game or be in another one, certainly. But I could see like a 35, 27 where like the Vikings mm-hmm. just don't finish drives and the Packers do, you know? Um, the other thing you got to be wary about there is in a close game. We've seen how the refs have affected the Vikings. People can recall that that is the biggest advantage you have at home. I mean, I know it's your own bet. I know like there's um, there's the noise and obviously it affects the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but there's studies been done that like, it's actually across sports, the refs, not intentionally, but they don't want to make a call, a 50-50 call against the home team, given the reaction you get from the fans. It's like a natural human thing, right? Yeah. So it's like, this is the other thing is like the Vikings going to need a margin here. I know I've said it all along, but like, this is a game where the refs could screw you because it's Lambeau Field, because they're going to show out for this game and because of kind of how the mind works, right? But it's like, I either see it being like kind of a 35-27 type game or like, I mean, I think it's almost impossible for this to happen, but I guess the other way around that is it feels like Buffalo. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's like, 
35, 32, and the team does it again. And we all go, this is ridiculous. It shouldn't happen. And they go better in leadership and calluses and every game's a playoff game. And you're like, okay. <laughs> you know? so, either way, it's probably going to be a very weird result. I guess is what I'm getting at. We can only hope that it's another crazy result that the Vikings come out on top on New Year's Day. So we can hear another Tom Schreier metaphor about I planes and FDA yeah. and landing and hitting buildings and, 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 you know, landing at MSP with no wheels. Like if we get another game yes. like that, it will clearly break Tom's brain and we'll get to hear another metaphor on Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. So. No, the Vikings definitely broke my brain. Fortunately, I'm driving to Green Bay for obvious reasons. It's like, I think door to door, it's actually like quicker to drive. Uh, mm-hmm. But I am a little worried getting on that flight to Chicago. They might be like, we know who you are. We know who you are. <laughs> you got to get off the plane. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'll leave it there. When we come back on, it'll be Friday's episode. Um, I will be talking to someone from the Green Bay market. Um, we'll break down kind of more of the intricacies of the Vikings-Packers game. Uh, me and Tom just kind of went big picture. And then we'll be back with you on New Year's Day to kind of talk about whether the Vikings pulled out another miracle or if the Packers' playoff hopes are still alive. Um, if you like what you've heard, give us a follow, Inside Purple and Gold, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We're also on the Odyssey app. Um, but for Tom Schreier, I'm Dane Mizutani. Thanks for listening. We're signing off.